Welcome to the Nude Attitude, where we shatter the mirrored ceiling, worship our sexy selves, and talk about all things holy. This is a safe place where we will be throwing around confidence like confetti and applauding people flaunting their bodies no matter the size, color, gender, or ability. I'm your host, Madeline Gregg, and we're about to dive into the lady pond or whatever gender you prefer to sink into. So raise your glasses high and cheers to your slut side in this nude revolution. Okay, so we're going to just start with a couple icebreakers. And um, the first one's, what's your name and what do you prefer to be called? Uh, my name is uh, technically Robert, but I go by Remy and always have. <laughs> uh, what are your pronouns? He, him. What's your sexual orientation? Big, big gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, what's your favorite position? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> um, man, I don't know. I mean, honestly, like, I don't know that I have one. I'm down for anything, honestly. What I don't know. I don't have one. Yeah, I really don't. I love it. Um, what's the last porn you watched? Um, I think it was like something dumb like two football players in a locker room kind of situation um classic yeah it, yeah i'm a sucker for that for like the sporty thing so yeah yeah so like <laughs> really me. scripted like i mean yeah horrible acting i would never cast them in a, in a show i was producing but you know what they've got other talents that's amazing <laughs> um what's the most amount of people that you've had sex with at one time um two so like i guess three total but like i feel like that's kind of tame like for the gay world i've heard stories of uh more than that so just 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 two <laughs> i mean you can own your vanilla-ness it's oh i do i certainly i certainly do <laughs> i think like literally every person that i've asked that question with and they're just like um i've had a threesome i'm like oh my god you're so vanilla and they're like i know right that's like by my answer <laughs> And they're like, how dare you? <laughs> it took forever for me to have a threesome. I'm like, good for you. Um, <laughs> what is your most attractive feature? Like the thing on someone else I'm most attracted to? or, no, or what what's I the feature that you love on yourself the most? Um, I dig my chest. I think I like some, I got some weird genetics, but I feel like I have like, Hex that I don't deserve. So I'm really, I'm grateful that I have a chest that I'm proud of. Okay. Um, what's the stroke, the feature that you struggle to love the most? Uh, stomach, hundred percent stomach waste, that whole situation. Why is that? I mean, okay. I actually should compound that plus, um, my hair, just like my hairline and hair loss and all that stuff. Um, why is it? Uh, probably because I feel like it's just the most 
place to like examine, you know, like mm -hmm. if I have like hex, like you're not going to see like fat, but like on my stomach, I can see like where it's imperfect. So I feel like it's fixating on the imperfect that makes it what I struggle with, even though it's like probably not as bad as I see it in my head. But. Yeah. I mean, everybody has like a place that they struggle to love. So I understand that. Um, yeah. What's the feature that you notice in somebody that you're attracted to? Eyes and hair, like face. Yeah. Your face. And build, build overall, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, how do you unwind? Um, I am really lucky to be quarantined with like multiple people right now. Um, you have a good bubble. Yeah, when it happened, it just, like, when the pandemic surged, we just kind of made the decision. So it's four of us here in the house, and it is, like, so great to, at the end of the day, go out, like, on our back porch and, like, drink bourbon and play, like, euchre or some other game. Like, what is game. euchre? Euchre? What is euchre? Oh, God, euchre is a card game. It's, like, a team card game that is so Midwestern. Like, it is... It is as Midwestern as Corn on the Cob. It is, um, I think Midwestern as Corn on the Cob. If it didn't originate in Indiana, it definitely ha has grown roots there. Because um, I feel like a lot of people in Indiana know what it is. Uh, but outside of there, the farther away you get from Indiana, the more foreign Euchre is. Um, but it's like just this fun card game that we play. So I don't know. It's, it's. It's a nice way to relax and like focus on hearts, diamonds, club spades as opposed to our actual job. Right, exactly. I understand that. All right, so we're gonna just dive into it, I guess. So I, I'm gonna be totally transparent. I asked you on here because I wanted a cis male or cis gender male talking about body positivity. And I know of you through friends and I've seen your posts on Facebook about like how your body positivity started after you had issues with your skin. Yeah. So if you could dive a little bit into Yeah, it. of course. Um, so, you know, the concept of body positivity is something that I feel like when, sorry, I know I'm like zooming way out, but I will zoom back in. I won't talk too much. Um, I feel like, you know, in middle school or whatever, it's very um, framed around women. Like when they, when teachers would talk about body positivity, it was often directed toward the girls, mm -hmm. not directly and certainly uh, implied. So I guess I never really wrestled with my body um, and definitely took it for granted. I'm blessed with some, some nice genetics that give me like broad shoulders, you know, traditionally like good looking aspects not that I think I'm good looking but I have features that I am grateful for that I got from genetics so I never really um appreciated them at all um I really took them for granted uh I mean when I um uh really started getting super active on the theater scene I guess that was like 2015-16 um it also coincided with sort of what I felt was like a liberation for me where I was just like, I'm going to post shirtless pictures of myself and like not care. And I'm just going to like have fun, but it never really was body positivity. Mm -hmm. um, so fast forward from that to what we were supposed to, what I was supposed to talk about, which was um, my skin thing. It's like what I call it, my skin thing. Um, 
in the summer of 2017, um, I started uh i did like a hot yoga class in the morning and then afterward like felt itchy and just was like what is happening like i feel like i have poison ivy or something and i found in a couple different places in my body these like itchy red bumps and i was like oh my god this is poison ivy oh my god this sucks like poison ivy sucks um but then like throughout the day they just showed up in more places or so itchy it was insane like it was unreal. I was like, I am being besieged by poison ivy. This is unreal. And my mom, who is a doctor, um, she looked at it within 24 hours and was like, oh my God, that, this is not poison ivy. This is scabies. Cause there was a lot of these bumps that were like really close together. Like how scabies will tunnel under your skin. So it had all the look of that as well. Does scabies like spread that quickly? Scabies can. I mean, I, I read all about it. So it's like if it's in your clothes, you know, if you like buy a shirt, um, maybe like secondhand that hasn't been washed, you just put it right on and it's in there in there. Um, I mean, they will like burrow and then you, it'll show up really quickly. Well, um, if they that's only survive. Wash my clothes before wearing them. I don't know what will. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. For sure. Also, they don't, um, they, they can only survive, I think, for like 72 hours on clothing. So. They're, it's not like sitting at a Goodwill somewhere. They they die eventually. Okay. Um, anyway, um, it wasn't scabies. And over the course of this week, it just got worse and worse. I mean, it was like full body. I'll, I can send pics if you want. Like full body, rash, bumpy, itchy, disgusting. Like eating me from the outside in. Um, and I saw a dermatologist and he was like, no, like this is, you're fine. You're, you're okay. And then like a couple days later, I, I was just like, not like it was just getting worse and worse. Um, uh, Charlie, my now fiance took my temperature. Cause I like looked unwell. It was like 103 or 104. It was like big time. And he's like, you need to get help. Yeah. So I called the dermatologist and he was like, honestly, like if, it, if, the, if, if it's just a fever and like your skin's, you know, the same as it's been, don't worry. I was like, okay. Um, and uh, then the next day I said, the fever broke. And he's like, okay, don't worry about it. I was like, no, I, you need to look at me. So I went and he was like, go to the, <laughs> go to the hospital. <laughs> um, so it was, it was like one week from discovering it to um, going to the ER. And uh, I got admitted. Um, eventually they diagnosed it in the ERs. Uh, Stevens-Johnson syndrome, mm -hmm. which is something you've probably never heard of uh, unless you've read my Instagram post. And that's because it's exceptionally rare, um, yeah. which is fun. Um, it's usually a reaction to an antibiotic. Like usually someone will take an antibiotic and then suddenly their skin will start blistering um, and then like sloughing off, like just sliding off. Um, I hadn't taken any antibiotics. So they were like, oh, that's weird, but this is what it is. So, so we're admitting you. Um, and then I spent a week in the burn ICU at U of L um, hospital. Uh, my skin never got to the point of like sloughing, but it it did like if they'd put like a bandage on it when the adhesive came off, it would like take skin with it. Um, yeah, it was so gross. So I had never felt. No, I'm like, thinking about how painful it would have been. Oh yeah, no, it was. I mean, it, it it sucked. I I do have to say, like you know, they a lot of people ask me like. Oh, was it just, were you just in so much pain? I really wasn't. Um, U of L, that burn ICU, apparently it's like the only burn ICU in the state, which is wild, but it, um, they killed it. Like they took such good care of me. My, the biggest problem I honestly had in there was anxiety. Like I was so 
uh, freaked out over everything. Um, uh, my like greatest fear prior to that, at least, was like hypochondria. Like I was so worried I was going to get some random ass crazy disease. And, and here you were. Going. And sure enough, yeah, sure enough, my worst freaking fear came true. Um, and you know, Stevens Johnson syndrome is, exists on a scale, and it can get in and you can like go blind it can get in your dick and you can like you know not be able to function right there's a lot of like threat on not only like my life technically mm -hmm. it it can be fatal but also just like what my life would be like after that um and everyone in the hospital was like you're yeah exactly everyone in the hospital was like you're fine you're fine um, like this is this is the peak. Like, don't worry, you're okay. But it didn't really help. I just kept panicking. Um, but anyway, like I was covered with blisters. My body was just disgusting. I I felt like I literally felt like the like the, of the opera without his mask on, just like like burn victim. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, oh, and additionally, on top of that, like skin takes uh, like a lot of calories to re regenerate. Because essentially, what happened yeah. after I left the hospital was. Um, all my skin that blistered eventually just started like peeling off like a sunburn and I had new skin underneath it. So I love my body for healing so quickly, but um, I had to eat a lot to like keep up with the calories that my body was burning by like literally generating skin. Mm -hmm. So like by the time it was all over, it just like, I felt like you know, fatter than I ever had been, like still had uh, like leopard print skin, like it's mostly gone, but like my body was just splotchy and it just like really uh, sucked. It just crushed my spirit. Um, I do Rocky Horror every year and I play Rocky. So like I run around in gold shorts for an hour mm -hmm. and I was just like, how can I do that looking like this? Um, and so it really started a journey. And I know that answer was way longer than you no, I love it. Like, I want to hear like the journey of it because like, I, I almost hate the term like body positivity because like, that's not really what I'm about. It's more like radical body acceptance, like just accepting yeah. what the body throws at you. Yeah. And like, yeah, you can change it to an extent, but like, if those, if like your skin sloughing off, like caused scars, it's what you have to accept. And it's what you have yeah. to accept yeah. to like live the rest of your life and be okay with it and be happy. Um, yeah. So no, it was a good answer. Don't worry. I mean, sorry, <laughs> I talk a lot on these. So, but yeah, yeah, it's intense <laughs> or it was intense. So what did you do like when you like saw your body and you were like, this isn't, this isn't working for me. How did the mindset shift? So I and I know it doesn't happen overnight. I like to no, of course like, not. <laughs> like hating your body and loathing your body to loving your body. You go from yeah, like, no. hating your body to <laughs> accepting that you're not your type yes. to loving your body. And yes. that's like, takes decades. So yeah. what happens? Yeah, it's so true. Um, so yeah, I mean, getting out of the hospital, uh, very... If I wasn't like, you know, changing the size of my building, like I was, I didn't get like that big. I just like, you know, laid on a hospital bed for a week and um, generally like atrophied, you know, all around. So um, my like, I've always like clung to um, kind of being like a jock type, like kind of having like, not like ripped, but like, you know, like kind of muscly and 
toned and yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's interesting because that's obviously your porn preference too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like repressed, uh, internalized homophobia from sports teams, whatever. Anyway. Okay. Um, Let's dig in deep. I, uh, I think that I had to like really recalibrate and just be like grateful I was fucking alive. Um, mm -hmm. I... Honestly, the time after the hospital, as much as I like loathe what I looked like, um, I so uh, I was at home with a rash getting worse for a week, and I was in the hospital for a week. So this only two weeks, and yet it is such like a milestone in my life. Um, I got out of the hospital on a Sunday, and then that Friday, I actually opened as the lead in the musical The Wedding Singer. Um, oh so I actually went on stage doing that. Uh, and so what could have been a week of like, what is my life? Like what just happened? Um, instead of that, it really was just about like, let's do this show. And like, how rad is it that I get to do this show? Because I mean, there were like teary conversations in the hospital of giving up this role and not being able to do the show. And it's a role I've loved since high school. So it was a big thing. Um, so my perspective was really easily shifted to gratitude more than um, essentially depression, which I think I could have gone into had I not had that activity. Because on top of all of that shit, on Wednesday, I got a phone call from my former boss that the magazine for which I was the editor was being shut down. And I was late. Oh, that's um, nice. That's yeah, so it was, it was honestly, life was like, we're going to test you all at once. Let's see how you do. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, through eating chicken fingers and taking tequila shots, I like <laughs> really um, kind of easily, honestly, became just so grateful for every opportunity I did have and every um, moment I got to have in the theater, like in the dressing room with my friends, like going far after the show and having dinner, everything just took on a new level of significance because just a week prior, I'd been confined to a hospital bed um and while that couldn't change my body the the mindset it put me in allowed me to be a lot kinder to myself and not uh be as um hypercritical because i i had seriously you know everyone calls it like going through hell and back so like i have to think if my friend had done I wouldn't say, by the way, you're really out of shape. I'd be like, you rock for a living. <laughs> so, um, and then actually, you know, losing my job, I was like, oh, well, I can go to the gym more. And like, I have more time to myself and I can, you know, develop all these uh, hobbies I've been interested in pursuing. So, uh, yeah, it, it was just about, I think, shifting the mindset from horror to to gratitude and yeah. that is what allowed me to be nicer to my body for sure yeah i mean like i guess my thing is like when when something like big happens to you because i remember seeing like your posts specifically from this year and you yeah. were saying i don't remember if i like actually texted you this or not but you were saying that like you felt weird about posting it with like the way that the climate yeah. is in the world yeah and I understand that, like, not to an extent, like, I really, really do understand that. Um, yeah. Shit has happened to me, like, shit has happened to people I know. And the biggest, like, takeaway from it is, like, you really, like, 
yes, you need to be like gracious for what you have and you need to like love what you have and all of that positive bullshit, but you just need to like give yourself some grace and understand that like everybody has their worst. Yeah. And if your worst is laying in a hospital bed with the fear of like your dick not working and being blind, <laughs> like that's your fucking worst. And it's yeah. amazing that you could walk away from it with positivity versus like loathing the whole experience. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard because I definitely had PTSD from the experience. It didn't come out well. Um, no, you didn't come out tap dancing from it. I'm not saying (laughs) (laughs) no, for sure. I think it just, it's, it's that I was able really quickly to shift to, to, to being grateful for every moment I had until like life kind of got back to normal or at least my new normal without my job. Um, that like, if I had some red spot on my skin, I mean, it was like panic attack and, um, it was, really um a tough time because like anything i mean skin is weird like we all have bodies like blemishes pimples rashes blisters show up all the time and we don't think anything of it um but for me i was hyper analyzing now because i was like oh remember what started as a little bump and took you to the hospital um so I definitely had to actually like i went to therapy for it and to like work through ptsd and i still have like literally three years later, avoidance symptoms of like, you know, not wearing the shirt I was wearing the day that whatever. Um, But uh, it's, it's, I think recognizing, um, especially this year, because I post like on my, you know, second birthday of like my, the day I got out of the hospital. um, Like this year was so difficult for me to like, because I want to celebrate it, but I also realize there's a lot going on in the world that is far more important than um, putting my like butt and story of my skin on Instagram. But Mm -hmm. I also realize that no matter what's happening, it doesn't lessen an individual's trauma. And something that really rocked me and has come to um, be a defining sort of moment in my life didn't deserve being ignored um because of the world today so while i you know am always sharing black lives matter content you know wear your mask stuff um i also felt like this is like what you said my worst moment in my life and recovering from that trauma and coming to love my body that was so changed by that experience is really important for me to do every year so that's sort of how i think i got to peace with that whole situation this year. No, cheers to that. I totally, I mean, I can totally get behind that because like, obviously like I'm starting a business during a pandemic. I'm like talking about like kinks while Black Lives Matter literally marches down my street. And not only can I talk about this, but like I can give a platform to like other people too. And I can like talk about Black Lives Matter and then also post a picture of myself in lingerie. Like it doesn't take away from like the big thing that's happening in the world right now and this like bigger revolution of what's happening in this world to also talk about these smaller things to the world, but really big to us. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. I'm having a hard time wording this question. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
But um, what are some like body negative things that you've witnessed as um, a male in like your like fellow friends that like usually women don't hear about or the public don't don't necessarily hear about? Um, you mean stuff that I have seen go on or that I've like firsthand experience? Either or. Um, I mean, I think that gay culture is so difficult because obviously like the ideal male form is represented in media all the time. I mean, like the goddamn Avengers, you know, you can just look at them and that kind of tells you all you need to know. Um, but then in gay culture, even more so, it's like we are all the, the same, uh, you know, I guess like we we all have the same like um starting line to build our bodies or whatever so it almost feels like a competition sometimes and I think that um white gay males in particular are really uh can exhibit some really nasty exclusionary practices um like if you don't look great in a speedo then like don't even bother coming to the party kind of attitudes no one's obviously ever said that at least to me but I think that there are certain moments in gay culture that are built around body perfection. Mm -hmm. And so it's like comparing yourself to the status of the other gay guys who are going to be there. And like, I can't even begin to um, fathom what that feels like for a trans man who probably has um, deeper body insecurity than, than I do to go to one of those parties. Um, and I think that white gays love to espouse that we are so accepting because we're gay like we're marginalized too so we love everyone but in reality we exhibit just as much um shaming uh toward our fellow queer friends um as anyone and i think there's a lot of uh rethinking that needs to be done um mm -hmm. in gay culture about how we work to include you know people who you know, we might call fat, but actually like they love their bodies and they're not trying to lose any weight and they can rock a speedo like I can. Um, so they should feel comfortable at this speedo party. And a trans man should be able to like walk in and look hot as fuck and not be judged or questioned or like whispered about. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it, it's really just the general standard that needs reform. Yeah. But that's, you know, easier said than done. I think you really see that during like pride parades too, because it's like any sort of media coverage you get, it's like usually like the guys in Speedo with like yeah. rainbow angel wings, yeah. you know, that like get the most attention, get the most media coverage, get the most like shares and likes out of it. And it really should be, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not just like a bunch of buff guys wearing Speedos. It's like literally right. everything. Um, yeah. I mean, that's interesting you say that because in the last Pride Parade that we had, which of course was not this past summer, much to my horror, but right? summer 19. It didn't feel like I June. I know, it didn't. Nothing felt like summer this summer. But um, yeah. I literally did wear a Speedo in the parade. I walked with the Fairness Campaign, like wore like a, like balloon wings and wore a gold Speedo. And I was with, at uh, you like that. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I am literally, you know, um, the stereotype. <laughs> And I think I have a lot of internalized um, guilt about that. Honest, as much as like, yes, being in a Speedo at Pride is like 
what I want and what I feel comfortable with. I also know that like a guy like me who, who has a body to be grateful for in a speedo is perpetuating this like monolith of buff gay guys and speedos are pride when in reality you know pride is so much more than that so it's tough for me to do to be what i want to be but also feel like i'm advancing the um voices of those who maybe don't feel as comfortable or even worse don't feel like as at home at, at pride as i do yeah no i bet that is like a very like that's a really hard balance to want to you know try to get people to understand that it's not just all buff guys and not right. just all guys and like gold speedos but also like that's what you want to wear so fucking i know <laughs> i know i'm like pride is not all gay boys and speedos and literally you have like rainbow <laughs> balloons behind you yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Do you have anything else to talk about? Um, um, I think that, I think that body positivity for me, as much as it, it did come from my skin thing, like during, like dealing with that and then seeing where it led, um, was big, obviously. Um, but really, um, when I started to feel good about my body was actually when I started trying to do something about my body. So I think people can look however they want to look. Like, I love that. I am so behind positivity in every form it takes. And if you feel good about your body, rock it. And I love it. And I support you. And I want you to wear whatever you want to wear in a pride parade but I was not happy with how I looked and I wanted to change it. And so I went to um, the gym, obviously Orange Theory, if you've seen my Instagram, like I, it looks like I'm getting paid by Orange Theory and I'm not. Honestly, <laughs> um, does for a minute, I, know. I thought you were a coach there or like a trainer. <laughs> I honestly almost applied to be one. And also people think it's like a pyramid scheme. I'm like, that's not even how Orange Theory works, but, I, but the, you can never say this isn't a pyramid scheme because that's usually what people who run pyramid schemes say. Um, but I'm not going to be my orange theory. Truly just that atmosphere going to a gym, going to a gym that had like a coach in charge, like a kind of like a club feel with music. It like just really made me feel powerful. I hadn't felt that in so long. I felt like lazy and ugly and all these horrible things. And then just by moving my body, even though it wasn't like changing very fast, by moving it and feeling like I'm in control of my body and I can like run on this treadmill and lift these weights, I immediately felt better. I immediately felt okay with who I was because I felt like I was activating what I was given. I wasn't just like sitting on it as much as it, it didn't really look like I wanted it to look like. Mm -hmm. I felt so proud of this body because this body is what got me through that workout. And this body is what just ran faster than I've ever ran. Um, and I think body positivity for me at that moment really morphed from external only to also internal and proud of what you can't see and what um, isn't gonna be obvious in social media, but the things about your body that serve you and do what um, you set out to do and, and what give you the gift of like, 
moving and uh, and living to your fullest extent. So not that being at the gym is my living to my fullest extent, but I feel like my body is um, at its peak inside a gym, no matter what it looks like, just how hard it's working and how hard it's working for me um, gives me so much appreciation for my body. And looking good is great. I would love to look better than I look, but I am so grateful for what this body has given me because I'm you know sprinting in every you know gym class I go to and I can lift weights and push myself to my limits and I'm not like um burdened by some other issue that it might face so yeah that is a long way to say that I appreciate internal as well well just because like you go to the gym and like you're you know, because you're at the gym and because you're working out and because you're doing all those things, you're obviously getting fitter. Just because you're doing those things doesn't mean that it takes away from the fact that like you're pushing yourself to your full potential. You're using your body the way that like it was designed to be used for. And like, you're extremely grateful for the way that you're able to use your body because not everybody gets to use their body like that. Exactly. And that's what, when I'm like in a, in a sprint at the gym and feel like I'm like, I have a headache and I don't, I'm going to like throw up. I have so much work to do later. I like let go of all that stuff because I am so blessed that I'm able to be on this treadmill. Like I am so grateful that I am able to run at my hardest right now. Cause there are so many people who, who can't, and I could have been one of them based on my whole skin thing. And like, how fortunate am I that I came out of that able to be like as as great an athlete as I can physically be inside that studio. Um, and what's also great that compounds on top of that is that there are people of all different sizes and shapes around me and they're all pushing themselves just like that. So it's not like you have to be like stereotype, you know, quote fit to be feeling proud of what your body can do. You can be anything. And as long as you're you are using what you were given and empowering it to, to reach its fullest extent, that's body positivity to me, so. Absolutely true. Have you ever been to um, booty yoga? Um, no, but I've heard I would like it. Girl, holy shit, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> it looks it fun. It looks okay, like so honestly, fun. it's really hard for me to like really get a good workout. Um, but this is, it's like in yoga poses, you're doing, obviously you've done hot yoga. I used to do hot yoga too. Hot yoga got kind of easy for me and it got boring after a while because I was just like, I don't want to hear mantras anymore. Right. Um, so booty yoga, you're doing all those moves, um, but you're twerking while doing them. Love that. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. And if you have a really good coach in front of you, she's telling you you're a badass bitch and you're a warrior and like your ass looks great and like twerk it more and amazing. <laughs> you need to go to one. I'll send you a link. Oh my God. I would love that. <laughs> they do one downtown right now um, in the waterfront park and it's just. Oh nice. That's cool. Yeah, it's like at 6 p.m. and they're blasting like Cardi B. That's great. <laughs> that is amazing. That is what the world needs. No, it's really, really good. I'm in front of everybody to see too. <laughs> yeah, please. That's, That's me. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love talking about this kind of stuff. And I think it's awesome what you're doing. So I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you.
much for listening. This has been The Nude Attitude, a podcast focusing on radical body acceptance and anti-slut shaming from a true hoe. If you want to interact with upcoming episodes, ask questions, or request topics, please find me on Instagram at the period nude period attitude and on Twitter at underscore nude underscore attitude and on my website, thenudeattitude.com. I'm Madeline Bragg. Hope you keep coming back for more.